I'm Chris Jeppa. And I'm Katie Norgren. And with us this week, uh, back for another episode, so, oh, like a year and a half later, it's Steve Venegas. Yes, I'm now a father. Was I a father last time? You were not. You were anticipating. Your wife was about to pop. Yeah, now. She popped. Yeah, she did. She, big time. (laughs) Pop (laughs) goes the Lauren. Making a splash. Making a baby. And uh, now we have a little baby. Yeah, she's like a little toddler now. Yeah, it's weird. Like, uh, I'm used to calling her a baby, and I'm saying, like, oh, I'm a baby. But then she's walking well, she's around. She's a baby. She has opinions. Like, Aww. she decides what They she's... don't count for anything yet, though. You, you think that? Like, <laughs> she doesn't vote, but at the same time, it's like, oh, here you go. She's like, no, I don't want this. I'm like, well, you're not doing that. And like, she really does. She is a fiery Latina, and I'm terrified of her. <laughs> Perfect. So you've, a lot, a lot has happened since last you were with us. A lot of life happened to me. A whole lot of life, mm. too much life, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Well, like, so had I already moved or no? No, I no. Moved. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Wasn't didn't didn't Izzy get borned when you were still in that uh, little apartment that's right. downtown? So yeah, we were in an apartment downtown with two dogs and a with, baby. We had a beautiful two bedroom apartment. <laughs> the wistfulness in your eyes. Oh, it was so nice. Windows, views. There was a pool and a gym. I was in shape. Uh, and then our landlord, who purchased the place, and said, "Yeah, you guys can live here for years." It's Peruvian, which really, you know, you thought you had it. I thought I had it. Because, like, up here, we're all just one hente, and we're watching out for each other. I'm sorry, you're one what? Because in in Japanese, that means something very different. (laughs) Uh, With a G. Uh, Hente, we're one people. All of us. Down there, hard lines, the borders are very very definite. And uh, there's an ongoing thing in South America, like Chileans, Ecuadorians don't get along with Peruvians. It's just a thing. Up here, you know. You're all one people. We're all Latino. And then I was like, all right, cool. They got this Latino landlord. He's going to be watching out for us. I met his best friend at a comedy show. He's like his best friend at his comedy. He was at uh, at uh, the first uh, Cinco de Mayo show uh, run by Hector Rivas. Nice. And uh, I was like, cool. Yeah, we're like, we're in. He's like, yeah, you guys can live for years and stuff. And I was like, awesome. And then three months after my daughter's born, he's like, yeah, I got to move in. I'm moving into the apartment. You guys got to leave. I'm oh, like, no. Dude. So my daughter's a child, like, as they tend to be, but she's very small. <laughs> and then we had to move during the worst time to rent anything in Vancouver in like history. So now we're in a one bedroom apartment in the, like I say, the butt end of Kitsilano. It's <laughs> awful. That's terrible. Yeah. And uh, oh, and then I had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> God, Vancouver, Vancouver there, real estate. I don't know. Vancouver real estate is still pretty fucking bad. At least with I mean, you had testicular cancer. That's much more curable than our rental situation. Yeah, it's really the Diet Coke of cancers. <laughs> like, Coke's the nut zero of cancer. I was thinking it really speaks to like, the male experience. That, like, the most ma- one of the most male cancers you can have is also like the easiest. It's like, <laughs> of course it is. Like, you, you feel any very female cancer, you're like, ooh, you know, it's nice knowing you. But now like this, it's like, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. I'll see you in like six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty much what happened to me. But uh, yeah, it's... It was awful. Mm-hmm. It was uh, existential. Um, so scary. It was super scary, yeah. Um, if you want to, do you want to jump into it? Yeah. Oh, let's it right just away? leap right in. Yeah, so... Um, T- ball first, baby later. <laughs> that's also how you made the baby. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much if you like her timeline, you know? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> started from the... Started now from we're the here. bottom, now we're here. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And also, like, a part of me is like, which one did she come from? Is that the one we got rid of? Anyway. <laughs> Like I think, know. I think about that. She we never gets never to visit her childhood home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Never wistful like that Madonna song starts playing. Like this used to be, be my, my playground. <laughs> no, not anymore. Um, yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was back in May, and um, I thought it's currently uh, the end of October, which is why I'm wearing a Star Trek: The Next Generation uniform. <laughs> I thought this was the Halloween episode. Bless you, bless you. In case that's not coming across uh, via audio. Uh, yes. We can take a picture. If you no, want. It will last longer. Yeah. <laughs> that was the nerdiest face you've ever made. Yeah. Ah. You see me at Fan Expo. I don't take it off for two days. Um, so then, yeah, it was the. Why it has that authentic scent to it. It was gifted to me. 
Um, so it was like the middle of May, and I noticed things were uh, asymmetrical. It wasn't like it was atypical. Like usually there's a bump or a lump, something that you're like, that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. You're listing the port. Yeah. Kinda. I was like, what's going on? But for me, like one of them... Um, this took on like a different dimension. Like it wasn't uh, the usual tangible squishiness that uh, I expect. Uh, it was it was dense. I was like, this feels like a hard boiled egg. Uh, that that's not uh, how it's been. And uh, I told Lauren, and uh, she used to work at the Canadian Cancer Society, and oh, wow. so she's a lay expert. Her sister had passed away from cancer two years ago, mm-hmm. so we're kind of hypersensitive. And she's like, if it's still like this in three days, um, we'll just go to the doctor. I'm like, okay, cool. So three days pass, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Go to the walk-in because uh, this is uh, Vancouver. Vancouver. Nobody has a family doctor. Just to, like, I'm really glad that you took her advice. And, like, I've been trying to get my partner to go to the dentist for years. <laughs> you should, like, you know, if he's, yeah, like, I, I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. Okay. So, like, she had to tell me to not go to the doctor. I was uh-huh. like, I, was like oh, I need to go tonight. She's like, if it's in three days, then go. Like, Smart. don't don't freak out. Mm. Um, so walking. I actually thought I had throat cancer like the week after I had inyoctide. I was like, because uh, you know, you know, your lymph nodes swell when yeah. you have a cold. Yeah. I didn't have any cold symptoms, and my lymph node was swollen for so, like, like I, have throat throat cancer. I was like, I have throat cancer. It's uh, it's in the air. That's what's happening. The doctor was like, you're fine. Get out of here. Get out. Leave. Um, so, sometimes you know things can happen to your nards if you're sick because that's all like very close to lymph nodes and mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So like that's why we were like, well, it's not. Very typical thing. So that's why we were, we were alert, but not, mm-hmm. you know, re- sounding any alarms yet. So I went to the walk-in, and the doctor never met me before. Some guy with glasses. <laughs> uh, he was like, well, let's take a look at it. And I'm like, sure. So I uh, yeah, dropped trow, and uh, he gave a look under the hood, and he's like, well, I don't know what that is. And I was like, this is cool. Great. That's this is what I want to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, huh. It doesn't hurt. I'm like, no. He was like, doesn't do this? I'm like, no. Doesn't, uh, none of the usual symptoms? I'm like, no. He's like, well, could be a number of things. Uh, we're going to get you to go in for a sonogram, like a ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. So I had to wait another week and a half. Uh, during that time, it wasn't getting better. It was still, it was now starting to swell. Mm-hmm. It was gr- growing. Fast. It was oh, like, God. this is not, I was like, this isn't right. This is no. not good. Oh, my Lord. We need a solution. So... <laughs> Uh, go to the sonogram, and it's a, uh, it's a nice middle-aged man, uh, who's... Lubing you up. Greases me up. <laughs> greases me up, gets the little thing, and he's like, he's on it for like 10 minutes, and I'm just, uh, I'm holding everything else out of the way, and he's just like, not talking to me the whole time, it's like dim in there, it's a very They're strange They're not experience. like allowed to talk to you, really, like, because I've, like, I've had a bunch of ultrasounds, and like, having... You're trying to ask, like, oh, what do you see? Is it anything weird? They're like, I'm not allowed to say. It's only for your doctor. Like, and so they just, like, don't make conversation. They're just trying to be very professional. Yeah. But it's disconcerting. I don't like it. It's like, because you know. You know, lady or dude, you know. Yeah, you definitely want to hear, like, just uh, which way it's going. It's like, so, you know, what do we think? Good, good or bad? Good or bad? I can't, I can't tell you. Yeah, and I'm trying to, like, like... Oh, that's bad. Yeah, I'm trying to understand the map, which looks like an x-ray of, uh, I want to say... Your Lord, ball? Of Lordaeron. <laughs> like, it just it's this strange topographical area. Like, I'm seeing rivers and mountains, and like, I don't understand any of this. Aren't we all just... We you're just trying to paint multitudes. You're trying to paint with all the colors of the wind. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't get, I don't get this. So this is the 20... I'm not going to say the exact date, but this is, like, the last uh, week of May. Okay. Um, the day before my daughter's birthday. It was a right. Friday. And then... Um, first birthday. First birthday. And then the guy's like, okay, well, uh, you're going to hear from your doctor in a couple of days on Monday. I'm like, cool. I can deal with the weekend, and then Monday is when we'll find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, next day, Saturday, daughter's birthday, we have, like, this big party planned in the backyard. There's going to be, like, 40 people there. We have, like, this big taco bar out, which I felt was kind of racist. I was like, should I be doing this? But I love <laughs> it was tacos. your idea. It was, it was my idea. Was like, yeah. It was the easiest way to feed a lot of people. It sounds damn delicious and very practical. It was like, amazing. What's the problem? <laughs> but at the same time, like, it's, if I serve that, I know that somebody's like, yeah, of course you would. I'm like, no, of course I wouldn't. It's just so good. <laughs> it's just like cabbage rolls. and <laughs> It's delicious. If anything, it just should have been ceviche. Um, just a big bowl of raw, raw shrimp. Everybody, everybody loves it. It's something for everyone. Yeah, Kids, grown-ups, who doesn't love ceviche? <laughs> so I was getting uh, more spices and ground beef at Safeway, and uh, I get a phone call from a number I don't recognize. I'm like, oh, maybe it's one of the guests. So I pick it up, 
and it's the clinic. It's the walk-in. It's like, yeah, can you need to come in for more tests? This is uh, based on your sonogram. It's like, and I know that's shorthand for you. You have cancer. Mm-hmm. And so, um, calling on a Saturday too. Yeah. No one calls on Saturdays. So then, um, you know, like time slows down. I'm like, do how bad is it? Can you tell? She's like, I we can't tell, but you need to come in. I was like, do we need to come in today or can I do this tomorrow? Because it's my daughter's birthday. And she's like, you can, it, today or tomorrow won't change anything. So I came home, told Lauren, uh, weeped in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you want to cancel the party? I said, no, this is the last like, normal day we'll be able to have. So <sighs> let's still do the party. I feel as... I feel physically the same as I did this morning, which is, you know, uncomfortable, but manageable. Mm-hmm. And so everybody came, didn't tell anyone. Nobody knew. I think maybe two people at the party knew. Um, but something was up or you told them what was going on? The, that something was up. Because, mm-hmm. like, Lauren was sharing it with a couple of people because she wanted, she needs to be able to tell people mm-hmm. so that she can help process it and handle it. And, and I don't have a lot of close friends, so I think the only people that knew were people that Lauren told. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I even told John at the time. No, maybe I did. I forget. I think John knew. Um, yeah, so the party went great. It was like I was able to not think about it for a day. And then... They were focused on how racist the tacos were. Yeah, they were like, what is with this? Like, well, you see, here's the thing. I'm a traitor. Uh, I just love Mexico. It's delicious. The whole country. Uh <laughs> And so then, like, the next day we went to the doctor, and she, uh, we have Izzy with us, she, doctor comes in, this is again at the walk-in, and she's like, okay, first thing I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be fine. And so, like, okay, I'm like, you know, raw nerve, she's like, but it's not, you're, it's not going to be fun for the next few months, mm-hmm. but you will be fine. It's like the most treatable type, um, you know, there is a mass, it's growing, it's in the inside, it's, like, developed, uh, it's vascular, like, there are veins coming out of it, which isn't great. Uh-uh. So we need to take care of this as soon as possible. Like, okay, cool. Like, tomorrow? When? She's yeah, like, well, did. yeah, We first you need to meet your oncologist and surgeon and then uh, the, and the urologist and then you're going to have the surgery. So, like, in, like, the next week or two. Like, I love the vagarities. This is terrific. <sighs> so then, because it's a walk-in clinic, uh, they're like, if you don't hear from anybody by Wednesday, give us a call. I'm like, give you a call? This is like, is, I'm supposed to be following up? Yeah. So I didn't hear from anybody by Wednesday. So I drove down to the clinic because it's supposed to be open till five. And it was closed because of, there weren't enough doctors to work the late shift. Oh, God. I was wow. there at four. It closed at like two. And that's when I felt alone in a chaotic, uncaring universe. Oh, <laughs> oh my Steve. God. I was like, oh, this is horrible. So we have one of our friends, she's um, like a medical researcher at uh, VGH, mm-hmm. and she, Lauren was telling her what was going on with that runaround. She's like, oh, well, here's what you need to do. Because the walk-in just had me going, like sending a fax to, we're sending a fax to like one doctor, they need to send it to the entire unit. So like multiple doctors looking at it so I can get the first person to look at it. Right. So my friend, I sent her a copy of the form. She got it to the top of the, the pile so that they were able to like get. Holy so God. because we don't have a GP, I had to, like, you know, use networking to, oh, like, see God. a doctor soon. Referrals through walking clinics are abysmal. It's oh, awful. it's a yeah. mess. So, managed to get, like, the appointment lined up and uh, met my I'll call it my uh, urologist surgeon. He was like, all right, you're going to have the surgery, like, in, in, like, a week. I'm like, cool. So, at this point, I think it was, like, a couple days later. Mm-hmm. So, now it's, like, two weeks of me just having cancer mm-hmm. at this point. Um I'm like, okay, fine, yeah, as soon as possible. So I needed, I went into work before I had surgery because uh, I took, we, I had, had taken a couple of days off for like sick days and then I went in and I was like, I just couldn't handle it. I can't just be here Mm-mm. waiting. Trying to like do your job like everything's normal. Yeah. <laughs> like... So I needed to get off work and for that age of short-term disability. So I had to go into the clinic again. And it was some, like, Doogie Hauser doctor came in this time. He was like, so, uh, Stephen? And I was like, yeah, that's me. He was like, so, uh, so what's, uh, why are you here? And I was like, oh, um. I have cancer. Yeah, got a little bit of cancer. Yeah, it's got some... of the old cancerino. Not on your file or anything like that. No notes yeah. about that at all. Same like, clinic? No, yeah, no. Did, did you read it information before sharing. you came in? So then I told him, I was like, oh, so what do you want? I was like, uh, want to not go to work? And he was like, so what do you need? I was like, a note. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> he was like, oh, okay. Uh, so what do you think you're going to get back? I'm like, I don't know. When I don't have cancer anymore? He was like, yeah, okay. And so, <laughs> you know, he's giving me the attitude. Doogie. He was like, thanks there, pal. Like, it's just, I don't like being helped by anyone. I feel like I could have babysat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, it's something I have to get over because, you know, no, I'm in my mean, mid-30s. Yeah. So it's like. There will be medical professionals that are younger than you. Which doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> like, you can't be in charge. I'm not in charge. I hate walk-in clinics so much. I went. I once went and asked for just, all I asked for was a referral to a dietitian because I had the money, like, in my, like, benefits to go mm. see a dietitian. And they were like, well, see, if you want to lose weight, you got to replace the bad food with the good exercise. I was like, thank you, Dr. Tran. That's really <laughs> helpful. Thank you. I'm a 30-year-old woman. This is, yeah, I've, I've never, never heard that before. Never had this conversation. Never really looked into the diet industry in any capacity. Just like an idiot. Eat less and move more? Thanks, Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. When did you open up your own practice? <laughs> I didn't recognize you without the mustache. <laughs> You're not in tracksuits. I, I have to be forgiven for this. <laughs> Anyway. I, re- I really wish they went further in The Amazing Race Canada because that was the only time I've watched that show. I didn't were... realize they were in it. That's yeah, very they're cute. really married and it's the cutest thing Aww. ever. Super adorable. Yeah. They had to deal with racism when they got married. Yeah. <laughs> so they, cute. They, they, isn't that great? <laughs> the cutest problem you can have is oh racism. <laughs> yeah, so like they talk about it in public now. Like That's why nobody knew that they were a couple at the time. You just mm-hmm. thought, like, oh, these guys are just like They love know, fitness partners. together. Yeah, yeah, they're just super good buds that love to help stretch each other out. <laughs> <laughs> just like they managed to always coordinate their fanny packs. Aww. I don't know if that's true. It's just speculating. Oh. <laughs> Aww. I don't know the ins and outs of Hal and Joanne's isn't, relationship. Isn't Hal Johnson one of the Green Lanterns? No, it's Hal Jordan. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so back to your nut. <laughs> so back to the bad one. Back to the, uh, bad, the bad seed. The bad newt. So, uh, yeah, so then I got off work and I was at home just, you know, waiting for surgery to happen uh, playing video games and reading Terry Pratchett. So that was... Good choices, though. I just thought... I really wanted something in, like, a long series. I was like, I might be off work for, like, six months. I was like, Mm -hmm. I need something that I can just, you know, jump into. And there's, like, 45 Discworld books or something. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Most of them pretty lighthearted, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So much fun. So I ended up reading, like, the first one, uh, Color of Magic, and then the second one, Light Fantastic. (laughs) And you just list the whole <laughs> bibliography. And since then, I've also read Mort, and I'm halfway through Good Omens, which is a co-pro with, with uh, Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. It's a great book. Someone's a friend of mine said, it's like, yeah, it's like Gaiman wrote the plot, but Pratchett wrote the jokes. I was like, yeah, that's totally how it reads. Yeah, it For is. For everyone at home. Facts. Great dudes. This Lots has been an edition of Seahag's Book Club. <laughs> <laughs> special guest. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I was, uh, just, just chilling out and, uh, trying uh, not to dwell on the fact that I have this mass on me. Mm-hmm. And during that time, you feel like a coyote with your leg in a trap. You just want to, like, if I could have cut it off myself, I totally would have, like, just get, get rid of it. But we don't have, uh, garden shears. <laughs> and, uh, so... You don't have any Novocaine. Could, yeah. Couldn't do any of that. No hot anything to cauterize with too because that's you know you don't want to be bleeding out on your bathroom floor yeah i wish i had gotten into like home electronics like a soldering kit (laughs) (laughs) now your nut sack lights up when you press the nine volt to it yeah there's a couple crystals in there now (laughs) some light emitting diodes i pick up the it picks up the cbc (laughs) (laughs) and after the long dash that's pretty much all I have now is a pause and a long dash. What's <laughs> uh, that even mean? I don't uh, know. <laughs> sending out another SOS to your nut. <laughs> anyway. So. So, so, then, um, so then it was, you know, time for surgery. The, and here's the thing about uh, testicular cancer is that you don't know the stage or the grade until after surgery. Mm. So you said, okay, you have cancer, wait for surgery, you have to have surgery, then you wait for the biopsy, which is another two, uh, week or two. Mm-hmm. So it can be like a month where you're just like, you have cancer. We don't know where else it is. Oof. Good luck. Yeah. So during the lead up to the surgery, I had like a CT scan, um, which was like, it's one of those big Akira type machines mm-hmm. where they find out that I'm actually like, you know, going to blow up Neo Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And they're like, here's something that was super weird. When you take a CT... They shoot you full of dye. Yeah, like they put a dye in you. And what made no sense, she's like, all right, uh, you're going to taste garlic. And I was like, what? It's not going in my mouth. She's like, no, you're going to feel warm. It's going to feel like you wet your pants. And you're going to taste garlic. 
So what is in this dye that's really scary? Garlic and pants pissing juice, obviously. <laughs> it's like that hasn't happened to me since I used to get drunk at an Italian restaurant. <laughs> They're gonna just put your hand in a bowl of warm water as well while you're in the CT scan and just shout out to Luciano's little Italian grill. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, so, what so, the restaurant or Luciano? <laughs> Both. Not so lucky. Um, so yeah, the, so the dye you, you feel it warming into uh, your veins as, uh, as it radiates from where it was inside. So you, you feel like you're in your origin story, basically. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So then, like, and then, like, the heat uh, radiates, and then it gets to the back of your throat, and then that's when it tastes like kind of metallic, kind of garlic, which is super weird. And then it's your whole face, and then your lips feel hot, and then it feels like you pissed. Your then it gets down to your waist, and that's when you're like, it feels warm. Which is why I don't use the heat seater, uh, the seat heater. In our Honda, because that really throws me off. Yeah. I don't like it. I agree. I hate that feeling. I hate seat warmers so much. It's like incontinent. Yeah. What? Now? On top of everything else? Bad break. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, so they, they scan it. They don't tell me anything what's going on, because that's, you know, part of the uh, things they get. Get a ton of blood uh, drawn uh, in this week lying, uh, leading up. And then uh, I have the surgery. And the night before the surgery, I'm not supposed to eat anything except drink apple juice. And in the morning, chug more apple juice. Something about having a lot of, uh, like, simple sugars helps you recover from the general anesthetic mm -hmm. really well. Oh, and during the lead-up to this, uh, I went on a ketogenic diet. Okay. Which is you cut out just about all carbs and sugar from your diet because there is strong uh, research, and new research was just published, like, last week, that... Uh, Cancers can't process fat, they can only process sugar. Hmm. So sugars actually give cancer cells more energy to grow and multiply. Mm -hmm. But if, you're only, uh, if your body is now in a ketonal state where it's only processing fat for energy, you're essentially starving the cancer cells in your body. Right. So they're in, like in a dormant state where they can't uh, do much. Mm -hmm. So because they didn't know my grading or anything... They just like, want to like try to slow it as much as possible or yeah, if there's yeah. any potential for spreading... like. And this was self-directed, too. This was, like, on, on me. And mm -hmm. Lauren and our friend in the VGH, they both were, like, privy to the same studies. Right. So we did it, and it was great because it's all, like, bacon and eggs for breakfast and mm -hmm. a lot of pep and ched, a lot of uh, leafy <laughs> greens. Mm -hmm. But I was just, you know, almonds. It was pretty good. I was eating, like, a trucker and, like, mm -hmm. and like losing weight at the same time. I was like, hey, is this the ketogenic diet, or am I dying? Oh, I don't no. know. Oh, God. So part I look of it, good, though. I was like, yeah, I'm not exercising, but it looks shredded. Uh <laughs> Is this what it's like to be blessed? Uh, yeah, so like I was doing that, and uh, I, had to, I had to break keto the next day uh, for the surgery. <laughs> Went into the surgery, and like it's weird going into a day surgery like that, because in the wait, you go from like the main waiting room to the second waiting room, and you're getting processed. Mm -hmm. And it was a morning surgery. It was like 8 a.m., so we had to check in at 7. And everyone's like 20 years older than me. Like, it's weird being in that place because it feels like you're not supposed to be there yet. Like, there's right. all these, like, sad old couples as opposed to a sad young couple and a baby. Like, this doesn't make sense. So we uh, we get in, and uh, and then, so we're in the second waiting room, and all of these sort of, like, uh, co-op cashier-type women, you know, like, you know, lovely henny women who are just, like, the kind you want to get a hug from. You know, they Henny, probably... I they, love that. Bosomy. Yeah. You know, bosomy, they probably... <laughs> Hello powdery. Yes, right? They probably have a Newfoundland accent, Just, even though they're not from yeah. the island. They make cold plates for you at the church picnic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're always saying how skinny you look. Oh, you look too skinny, honey. It's like, oh, here, you eat some more of this. They're like, oh, oh thank you, Mrs. Power. <laughs> Shout out, Matt Power. Uh, Newfie guy I grew up with. Here's the best. His dad, Ed. Ed and Marguerite. And, um, yeah, he's a party at their house. And so, like, everyone's getting their nurses calling their names. And then I get, he, he was like, he was like a WestJet flight attendant. Like he was, he it's was like a peppy gay? running, not peppy, but energetic. He okay. had a little bit of, a little bit too much mustard in everything he was delivering. Mm. It was like, uh, so oh, door, door opens up, guy with uh, interesting glasses uh, steps out. He's like, okay, whoever, uh, Stephen Eggers, you can come in. Uh, you can come in with your spouse or partner or friend. If you don't have a friend, I'll be your friend. I'm like, huh, this is fun. Where are the exits? Uh, <laughs> so then I was like, yeah, I'm Steve. This is my wife. Uh, this is my daughter. They come, come with me. He's like, well, let me meet you on the next side because the, the, it's a, you, have a, you have a baby and there's like stuff so you can touch and like there's a lot of hospital things. Like maybe it's not the best word. I'm like, okay, I understand your logic. I'm like, okay. So, you know, act, drop for a second. I'm talking to a person. Cool. And then... 
We come on the other side of the door, and it's like I'm being processed. It was like Orange is the New Black. He hands me like a stack of clothes. He's like, take off your shoes, take off your socks, take off your underwear, put this on. Squat down and cough. (laughs) And he's like just talking at me. And then, and I do this passive aggressive thing where if I think someone's being a real jerk, I don't say anything to them. I'll just like, if they're asking for my response, like a yes or no question, I will pause for too long and stare at them and smile. Yes. And then I'll say yes with a nod. And like they know that I'm not happy. I think. I don't know. It's, really, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, passive. it's super passive aggressive. <laughs> but I, I think my point's being made. I'd like to think the way that I'm smiling is mean somehow. Yeah, just like, <laughs> is really this, communicating is this just a Hispanic smile or does this guy hate me? Is he just like slow on the uptake and he's processing it? <laughs> so then, like, I'm so right away, like, I do not like this guy. Like, I want a comment card. Like, this, this <laughs> is not good. So then, uh, so there's, is there's a bit more, oh yeah. And then I have to do like a, a, like a questionnaire. Like he starts asking me stuff. He's like, do you drink? Do you smoke? I'm like, like, no, no, no. I'm straight fucking edge. Yeah. It was great. I was like, no, I don't. Thank you. Ask for how many years? 12. And then, uh, (laughs) and so then he's like, uh, what'd you eat for breakfast? He's like, did you eat anything for breakfast? I was like, well, I had a glass of orange juice. He said, did you eat anything for breakfast? And I said, oh no, I didn't. He's like, why would you have to drink? I'm like. A glass of apple juice or whatever. And then he's like, see, like as though I'm, you know, being uh, difficult. I hate this man. Me too. I want to go back in time and just like. The worst. So then like. As if it's not already implicit enough. Yeah. Like really that was the worst part of my Like the human version of a Sarah McLaughlin song should be spiriting you through this. As opposed to this guy. Uh. As opposed to this WestJet flight attendant. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get this Boeing going. Oh god, it was, it was so out hard. of your body because it's cancer. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we speed this up, please? I, I'm not here for you. I'm here for me. Uh, so now I'm in my scrubs. I'm in like this special waiting room where they're like, uh, and I'm just—it's like a dentist chair. It's—I'm uh, gonna get wheeled over into like the operating room in a second. They put a big blanket on me. It's very warm, which was nice. Like it came out of a dryer. I, I love blanket warmers at hospitals. Oh, that's so my favorite. Oh, good. <laughs> I was like, can I just do? How do we do this? Can I do this at home? I actually looked up because I was a doula for a while, and so like you'd hang out in the hospital, and just like my job was often to fetch warm blankets from the blanket warmer. I would like get some for me too, and just like, <laughs> like cut them like <laughs> And I started looking on eBay for like used blanket warmers from like hospital supply, whatever. They're not that expensive. <laughs> you probably could get one for your house, or you just put it in the dryer. No, oh. but it's like a whole. It's like a closet and you just open it up and it's hot rolled towels <laughs> so good i love rolled so towels. good i love rolled towels i'm all about rolled towels now some people are like fold it three times like no if you roll the towel when you take out any of the towels it doesn't disturb any of the other towels mm-hmm. you know what i'm changing my life today start rolling it <laughs> start rolling it doesn't work though if you don't have a chin because it's like how do you hold the towel oh anyway. i got a chin <laughs> <laughs> i got a serious chin you got and, a nice jawline and listener she does <laughs> Let no one put asunder. I got a jowl. No chin plant for you. No, this is very real. It looks like someone cut a racquetball in half and stuck it on my face. <laughs> Schluck! <laughs> it's just like suctioned on there. It's just a little... Anyway, please continue with the horrible man. So, so my name is Steve, by the way. Horrible man. Um, <laughs> continue with the horrible nurseman. Oh, that guy. The, the horrible nurseman. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Nurseman? Please. Dr. Nurseman's my father. I never graduated. Uh, my, my name is Fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren and Izzy meet me in like my uh, warm blanket room. And Lauren's like, hey, how's it going? I was like, this guy's awful. She's like, what? And I was like, started complaining about him. Because <laughs> I was a waiter and I really appreciate customer service. And like, for one. And then she's like, how about we don't complain right before you go into surgery? I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. All right, get into a better headspace. Mm. And so then, um, as I'm hanging out there with Lauren and Izzy, like, everyone who's going to be in the operation comes in and is like, oh, here's uh, John, the anesthesiologist. Here's nurse number one. They're all nurse doing their bows two. before the performance even begins. <laughs> and he's like, I studied at Juilliard. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's not good. That's not what I need for this. <laughs> I've heard of it. It's like, I'm extremely good at playing the violin. Like, yeah, how are you with surgery? <laughs> Out of but, curiosity. But how are you at playing the organ? I have My a pianist's organ. hands. Have you ever studied <laughs> medicine for like a second? <laughs> so then, uh, and then my uh, my oncologist, uh, pardon me, my urologist surgeon comes in. And is like, hey, good to see you again. He's like, hey, it's going to be this. Uh, it's going to take about this long. Uh, I got a good feeling about this. Great team. Work with these people before. I'm like, right on. I don't know how any of this works. 
I sort of kind of felt like a NASCAR. Like, I'm just going to get wheeled into the room. And they're and all just like, like <laughs> do different things. <laughs> so then, um, and so then I get, uh, I go into the room after a few minutes and everybody's there. They're waiting for me. And it's, it's nice. It's a nice, it's like a surprise party. Like, hey, Steve. <laughs> yeah, so they opened the door and I was like, I was expecting that kind of response. Didn't get it. But I did respond as though I did. I was like, hey, everybody. <laughs> Have they put anything into your body at this point? No, not yet. Oh, okay. So then like, let's do it. Okay, sit down. I'm like, okay, I'll sit down. See, you have cancer. <laughs> here's, here's, you have double plus cancer. No. Uh, no, I only have single minus cancer. Uh, <laughs> That's so, much better. Which is primo. So then, uh, so then I'm get put in, uh, put under. I'm told to count back from like a million or something. And then you're like, it's not going to work. And then two numbers and you're gone. So they're like, the doctor's like, okay, the anesthesiologist is like, all right, going to put this in. And uh, it's going to feel like you've had a, had a drink. And then I just wanted to say, like, I haven't had a drink at 12 years. Like, oh, it does feel like I've had a drink. <laughs> like, I remember this feeling. Oh, I miss this. A little bit too much. That's Uh-oh. one reason why I don't drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> so I lost counts at somewhere between uh, corduroy and velvet. Uh, and then I wake up. And it's just like waking up from a nap. You're just like, <sighs> Who took my nap? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I woke I, I wake up. Be, as I'm being wheeled to my, you know, my parking spot, wherever they're going to put me, uh, which is where I'm supposed to be sleeping for like, uh, I'm supposed, they expect me to sleep for like another hour and a half or something. Mm-hmm. They but, put you under one of those like quilts that are made out of bubbles and stuff like ooh, that? Ooh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I was like, I felt like it was going to be like shipped off somewhere, like <laughs> just like package wrapped. <laughs> and uh, so I wake up as I'm being rolled and then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> which is how I wake up. I wake up from any nap as though I, just, I had just been underwater. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like someone's just finished saying the incantation properly. Yeah. Which, if you ask Lauren, I sleep like a vampire because I just I don't. Oh, move. I picture that. I when I thought about you sleeping, I thought about it like fully arms crossed over the chest, like rising, <laughs> like fully. Yeah. yeah. It was like Undertaker after like a two and a half count. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a wrestling reference, and I got it. I also got. It. Oh yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, text me and I'll send you the gif. Um, <laughs> So then, like, I wake up, and they're like, oh, you're, you're awake. And then, because it's just part of, like, the way I respond to things, they're like, wow, you you got, you came too really quickly. That was surprising. I said, clean living. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay, how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel now? And then the first thing I said after clean living was, like, there was this nurse, and I did not like this nurse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you held a grudge all through surgery. <laughs> I woke up angry. And then they're like, oh, was it this? What's his name? I was like, I don't remember his name. I was like, did he have glasses? Like, yes. Like, okay, yeah, we know about him. I was like, thank you for letting us know. So, you know, apparently he's got a file. Uh, so then, like, Lauren Lauren comes in. I had to wait, like, a bit for Lauren because she was off getting coffee or something because they told her it was going to be, like, an hour and a half. And yeah. I woke up really quick. And, uh, and I'm still a bit groggy, which is to say, like, doped up. I just, uh, I didn't feel like drunk or stoned or anything. I just felt super tired. Yeah. You know, like that half asleep yeah. where everything is pretty funny. So, uh, so yeah, I was... Like drunk or t- drunk and stoned kind of. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. It's been 12 clean years. Living. It's been 12 years. Clean, clean living. living. Clean living. It's been 12 years. Clean living. Really, really good constitution. Uh, I, I know I'm not clean living and I'm so far no cancer, so... <laughs> That's what a lot of people said to me. They're like, so are you going to start drinking? I'm like, No. <laughs> no. Imagine how bad it would have been if I was drinking. I got cancer six years ago. Uh, so then, so I came to Lauren's there. Then we go home and same go, day, you know, same same day. Right? Like it was eleven o'clock, and I was just. It's kind of like pretty much about the same level as having your wisdom teeth out, yeah. kind of in terms of like how traumatic the surgery is for your body. Pretty much, this is like they put you under, take it out. Now there's you, you just know, go like right through the gaping sack, hole. right? Oh no! Oh no! Nuh-uh. I'm like, no, sir. No, <laughs> I, I wish. Like, if we were on the farm, yes. That's probably how they do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but because uh, they needed to, like, keep a, a grip or something on my lymph nodes mm. down there. So they actually had to go, like, in between some muscles around. Do they go through uh, the inguinal canal? I don't know what that is. Okay. Well, I know about it. Is that near Panama? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a slightly less popular Van Halen song about it. In Guadalcanal. Anyway, it's like a it's like a direct line from I was gonna show you on you. That's rude. Uh, 
Uh, both, like, all gendered people have it, uh, but in people with, like, XY chromosomes, it's much bigger, uh, and that's where your testicles drop from, um, when you're a baby or a child. Is that kind of what makes the cum gutters? Sure. Sure it is. The little cuts in the muscles. No, those are, they're muscles. (laughs) The canal is, like, up in you. The bees. It's up in you. That's, that's just bones and muscle. No. I was, they they could have had to go in through that little... The little, the little room. Area. I thought I, I thought I had that going on one time, like as I was, I was lifting a lot of weight, and I was like, "Hey, what's this? Got some shadows right here. All right." I was just getting a gut because I was eating too much, <laughs> so I was like, just I had a big chest and big arms, yeah. But I just also had like this pot belly on me because you were so hungry because you were lifting so much. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so I thought I was actually getting like those lines before any of the other. It was just a shadow ones. from your belly. I was like, hey, look at this. No, it looked bad. It did not look good. It probably looked okay. Really got going on. Uh, yeah, so it was. I think it was actually. Now that you bring it up, and yeah. now that you've described it as that, I remember my uh, surgeon saying that. So like, yeah. you know, they had to like, you know, pry that down, get in there, pull it out with their with their bare hands with their as you've full demonstrated. Hand, just like just getting right. They got in one there. of those little pickle grabber things. Yeah, it was like just grabbing <laughs> little fingies. So. Just grabbing a pickle at the bottom. It was more like a. It was more like a pickled egg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a really big pickle. It was egg. that black one that nobody wants at the bottom. <laughs> In Moe's jar. Yeah, that's exactly what they got out of me. (laughs) The bad egg. (laughs) Un un huevo malo is going to be the name of this episode. Mi huevo es muy malo. No me gusta mi huevo. Por favor, sácalo huevo. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best podcast about cancer ever. (laughs) So then then they take it out and uh, I go home. I have to sleep. I'm like bedridden for like two days, uh, which is hard because Izzy just, she was scooting around. She's not quite walking yet, but she's like propping herself up and like, you know, shimming around the bed and everything. And Wanting to just jump on you all the time. Your yeah. face is the best. Oh, she's got a great face. She's got a great face. Cute baby. She's super fun. She's a mugger. She's, she's like, she's meat. She's mugging in every picture. She's got this big old grin. Super expressive. And yeah. now, like, this is bad for a podcast, but I'm just bringing up a picture of a room. <laughs> Chris likes babies. Yeah, well, let's let's take a pause to look at yeah, cute babies. Yeah, let's take a little break to look at cute babies, and we'll come back to your nerds after. Aw, look at her face. She's so She's cute. She's so cute. A little raincoat. Yeah. She's a sweetie. <laughs> okay, we can go back. We gotta, let's Are you one, of, one, of those, one of those parents that it's like, oh, I miss her already. It's been like 20 minutes. I gotta look at a picture of her now. <laughs> I do. I miss her when she's not around. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do. Yeah. Then, but then when we're hanging out, I'm like, what do you want to do? Like, just figure it out. <laughs> Every 10 seconds, there's a new thing. You're like, oh, i got to touch this now. I'm like, hey, Izzy, I'm really into linear storytelling. <laughs> Stick with something for a while. We're past the page with the baby hippo. We're onto baby sloths. And then we got to go back to baby hippo. I'm like, Izzy, we're not going to find out what baby's at the end of this book. <laughs> Is it a mirror at the end of the book? Actually, we have a book like that. <laughs> Where it's like, what kind of baby are you? I don't know. <laughs> this is like a major existential trauma for a baby. <laughs> Someone gave us his baby the, book. The exact moment she develops theory of mind. She's like looking at herself like, oh, no. That is me. Uh, someone gave us a book, it's like, uh, If I Were a Unicorn, and it's got like different textures on each page. Mm-hmm. And so like there's curly mane, and there's soft fur, and like, you know, pearly unicorn horn. Then at the last page, it's like, and if I were a unicorn in my magic garden, I'd spend time with a princess like you. And it's supposed to be a mirror. But the first time I read it, it was like, just me? I was like, oh. <laughs> it's me. It's me. <laughs> well, that's nice. I wouldn't mind hanging with a unicorn. Um, you can't unless you're a virgin. Really? Yeah. Well, Only that's... virgins can, can ensnare a unicorn. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, we're pooped. Yeah. I mean, you made a baby. The unicorns are still around. We just can't see the horn. I oh, learned yeah. that in The Last Unicorn. I also just which... watched that for the first time a couple weeks ago. Oh, what? Yeah. I picked it up on paperback. Oh, it's a book, too. It's also a movie with Mia Farrow as the unicorn. It's it was, good. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the, the Red Bull. Um, and, uh, Al- like, Juan Borgia. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little aside about books we're reading right now. <laughs> <laughs> What were you reading about? Yeah, the Borgias. Oh, the, ah. the mistress of one Borgia, Pope Alexander the Sixth. Sexy popes. Sexy pope. Gross sexy pope. Yeah, super gross. Oh, yeah, they were all like killing he's each the, other. He's such. the incest pope. Oh, was he one of the whoremongers? Yeah, sure. Ah, yes. Yeah, Pope Innocent. Monging 16. all those whores. Mm-hmm. No, no, Pope Innocent had 16 children. <laughs> he's yes. not the 16th Pope Innocent. Not very innocent. I really enjoy the ironic pope names. Yes. yes. It's like, come on, pope. <laughs> the hipster pope, his name's ironic. <laughs> Did you know in Spanish... The, the, no, I promise you I didn't. <laughs> that the, we use the same word for potato, dad, and pope? Yep. 
Il Papa. Yeah, so it's impossible to accuse my dad of stealing the Pope's potato. <laughs> he would, though. He would, he would. Ricardo, <laughs> that, po- that potato's not nailed down? He's taking it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the princess at the end of the story. Izzy is toddling around the bed. Yeah, so like I, I'm, I'm, uh, I can't get up out of bed for like two days. Right. And it was awful because, you know, I felt like a ghost. Like I was just watching life pee? happen around. Difficultly. Um, the old, yeah, it was very difficult. Like, uh, you know, the, for the first time in our apartment, it was actually convenient that the only washroom is off our bedroom as opposed to a hallway as in most homes. Mm-hmm. So it took me about six steps to get to the toilet from my side of the bed. Mm-hmm. Six very long steps. It was not fun. But then, uh, so every day I could move a little bit more. Then it was like, you know, I can get from the bed to the couch. And mm-hmm. Then I could get like, uh, you know, around the block. And right. then I was getting, going down to the beach to read and coming back. And like, those were my days. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that was like a month pretty much just being off of work and mm-hmm. being ready to move again. Like they said, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to lift Izzy for two weeks, which was hard. Mm-hmm. Like I was able to walk around and help a bit, but if she needed comforting or anything, like I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So she was like, it was this, so that was, that was, everything comes back to her in terms of like, mm-hmm. I, uh, they, when they found out that uh, it's cancer, like you think, like, I, I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, I don't want to die for me. I, want, I don't want to die for her. Like mm-hmm. she, I want to be around for her life so that she has a father, mm-hmm. you know, like a, I'm able to support her and mm-hmm. see that she can fulfill her dreams, whatever they may be. Mm-hmm. So that was the, that was the hardest part. So it was, like, it was a lot of crying. It was a lot of like real conversations. It was a very, very heavy time, which yeah. is why people don't like talking about it. It's very scary. Well, so, that's why we like talking about it. It's because it's scary. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like these are conversations. We're down with those kinds of conversations because life is very frightening and it's a little less scary if you talk about it openly. Well, yeah. And it's, it's weird because like during my whole time off, like of all my friends, the only person who visited me was like my a work friend. Like, was a, a pal who I get along great with. He's like, he's one of those people that, like, if we met 10 years ago, I was like, we would be best friends. Mm-hmm. But now we're both, you know, in our 30s and we have lives, so you can't hang out three times a week. Mm-hmm. And also, like, he's the kind of nerd that's super into board games, and I'm, like, more into movies and video <laughs> games. So it's like, we overlap, but we're not, like, a complete circle. But, <laughs> but he's, and he's really good at, like, banter and riffing. Very funny guy. Luke Brocky, what's up? Check him out. Nice. Good guy. Oh, his, uh, his partner... She makes uh, spread them. What? What? Uh, spread them like the the spreads. What? I, 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 oh, like a, like a food spread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that could have been. She a makes. Lot of things. She makes spread them. She the, makes a spread. The hand motion that you did looked like she was dealing cards. Yeah, so I thought like you were talking spread. about tarot spreads or something, and then I realized that you meant like food spreads. Is it like vegan spreads or something? It's a it's a local kitchen. It's a local Spread company. Them. Okay, here we go. Here we go. They, I, I okay, am, we need sponsorship from I'm them. I'm totally <laughs> plugging them. I'm totally plugging them right now because they're the best. Did they cure your cancer? <laughs> they cured my spirit. Well, that's important. So just a spread for the soul. <laughs> just spread for the soul. <laughs> spread it out. Spread soup for the soul. Yeah, it's a Vancouver-based dips, spread, and fresh food mixes to brighten up your plates. No, uh, my plate is so dismal. It needs to be brightened. Yeah, so look him up, spreadhimkitchen.com. Show me, uh, show me, show me. Uh, oh, that's a that's a baby. That's your baby. That's my baby. Yeah, she's good. But yeah, spreadhimkitchen.com. It's like real, real good stuff. Some all over okay, town. Okay, 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 okay. Cool. So, Luke Brocky. Yeah, oh, they got the best of cashew spreads. So good. Okay. Um, yeah, so like he brought some over, actually. Uh, we got like edible arrangements. People were like, sending us stuff. But uh, of all my friends, he was the only one who actually visited me at my house. Like, people were like calling me and like if I didn't know you had cancer. Yeah, we kept it. We on... only decided to be better friends after. Yes. So which I appreciate. Yeah. So something happens again. Please let me know. I will visit. I, w- I will. Like okay. I hope nothing happens. Yeah. No. <laughs> but either way, visits are nice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like we kept it under wraps because we didn't want a ton of people to know because we we're completely in, in limbo. So mm-hmm. like, and having people check in all the time on that stuff can be really extra stressful. Yeah, because you have to retell the story every day. And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And like just uh, opening up that wound all the time as opposed to trying to like just live. So um, just keep living. Just keep living, man. So, like, my, my, for the most part, most of my friends uh, that I grew up with or I went to college with, 
uh, my formative years, like it's like that Joel Plaskett song. Where did they go? Montreal, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of my close friends are not in town. And uh, I do have good friends in town, but uh, I don't see a ton of people mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm in my 30s and I have a kid and I'm married. So, like, life is different. And, uh, you know, my friends in town, the ones who knew, like, uh, just didn't see you. Didn't mm-hmm. see them. They didn't stop by. It weirded them out too much, I guess. You know, like, so that was a very strange time. And I've, I've talked to my counselor about that. Going to counselor now, that's neat. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It really helps. Because you were, you were saying, you know, that you were feeling kind of like a ghost. You were just, like, observing the way that your house was running. Like, no one was really interact. Like, you just had to kind of be there. Yeah. There's not as much interaction. Like, that must be really Yeah, like, outside, of, outside of Lauren, like, there was... And it, there wasn't a lot of physical, like, proof that I existed for a while. <laughs> I was like, this would be interesting to write about. Like, am I actually here? Mm-hmm. Um, did I die on the table? That's supposed yeah. to be, like, really common. Like, after something like that happens, you, like, will, your brain will try to tell you that you didn't survive, and this is, like, a messed up thing. Yeah, like, that's, that's a pretty documented you. thing. Ooh. Yeah, it's very trippy. What Especially if you survive something brain. where other people passed away, you think that, like, you're living in an alternate version of how things went. Mm. Yeah, so. It's messed yeah. up. Like, close calls are, are, they fuck with your head. Yeah, like, uh... Well, it's like a survivor's guilt and different things Yeah, like that. totally. Um, yeah, so it was like, so trying to process all of that, getting through all of that, and uh, the and so it was it was very heavy. And so now I'm waiting for, you know, my follow-up, because the biopsy is still happening. So now I'm just currently in, in between still. Because mm-hmm, like you, you don't know if maybe there's still some extra exactly. bonus yeah. cancer. And the big thing that was like running through my head was... Uh, they were, because it had it, it grown so fast after mm-hmm. I had found it. I was like, what if it's somewhere inside of me growing that fast? Like, mm-hmm. that's what kept, was on loop in my head. Yeah. And then, um, finally, we got a call. We went in for the meeting. And this was actually pretty cool. Because uh, my doc, my oncologist, apparently one of the best at this, which is like, how would you get best at it? Anyway, is this German doctor named Dr. Kolmansberger. <laughs> super German, like very, very German. He's like, he's very, very expensive shoes, very expensive, like very expensive leather shoes that don't have, don't have a grip on the sole because it's leather sole and got a bald head, <laughs> like very, like very fancy glasses. <laughs> fancy glasses. He's a very, very fancy German doctor. He kept leaning against the counter and his shoes kept sliding out from under him because he has no grip so he had to keep taking a step back and then you lean again. It's fashion. It's fashion. You, don't, you, have, to, you have to understand. It's, it's just... You wouldn't Slip know. Slip shoes, then make it fashion. <laughs> it's like, you're so colonial with your attitude. <laughs> so, Lauren had to put more money in the meter, uh, and he, uh, we were waiting for him to come, and then he came in the room, and like, my, Lauren's not there, and I was like, oh, well, can you wait until she comes back before you tell me what you found? He's like, yeah, yeah, we can wait. He's like, hey, but here's something. Do you want to take part in an experiment? And I said, <laughs> yes, before he said it. <laughs> because, German doctor, experiment, that's how Captain America started. <laughs> I was like, give me the serum. <laughs> and then I was like, cool, what is it? And then he was like, oh, okay, well, okay, let me tell you what it is. It's like, it's a gene tracking. So like they keep track of your like uh, genetic markers to see if there's any sort of correlation between uh, people that have relapses. Mm-hmm. So disappointing. No, no serum. No serum, no superpowers. Well, I kind of did have a superpower. I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> well, I'll get into it right now. So like, <laughs> so if you have like, I'm currently reduced the sensitivity in my weakest area by 50 percent oh that is totally get kicked in the area you could miss completely like if this was an rpg that would be a huge stat bonus (laughs) like like you tell superman hey superman you know kryptonite works half as good and you're like oh okay that's great that is good and so now like all these joke jokers walking around with two targets not me just one just one. Where is it? Right. <laughs> we'll never know which side it was. Yeah. Nobody knows. Could be on either side now. Also, super luxurious because like the the sack is the same size. <laughs> and so, so the remaining ball has like a two bedroom apartment. Yeah, it's like a double wide. <laughs> or it's like it's a like, it's like a hotel room where you have two beds, one's for eating, one's for sleeping. <laughs> it's like Kevin McAllister getting his own cheese pizza. <laughs> it's, it's Get a, down on your knees and tell me you love me. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. That's actually what I said. Hello, two lost in New York. That's actually I what it. I said. Just, just looking at me quizzically. Because you cackled. Angels with even dirtier souls. Um, yeah, keep the change, you filthy animals. That's what I said to that uh, nurse when I left. Anyway. 
the shitty uh, one. <laughs> yeah, shitty nurse. Give the change. Um, yeah, so... Uh, what the hell was I talking about? Anyway, so yeah. Things are... Uh, I'm uh, now impervious to pain. Uh, oh, yeah, you were the, your experiment. Yeah, the experiment was his gene tracking. So then the doctor, he was like, okay, Lauren came in. He's like, here's, here's what it is. Uh, we got all of it. Clean borders. Woo! There's nothing else anywhere. Woohoo. So, That's best awesome. possible outcome for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, there is a um, 50-50 chance that in the next three months, you will need to get chemotherapy. You'll need to get three rounds of chemo. That's nine weeks. Uh, if anything starts to pop up. Uh, so, here are your options. I could have either done one round of chemo then to reduce my chances to 5%. Uh, I could have gotten a very invasive surgery to get my lymph nodes removed from the back of my torso, which I would have been laid up for like four weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have a kid, I'm not doing that. Or just wait three months and see if I need chemo. So for the three months after that surgery, so now it's like we're talking about like that was the end of June, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I went public with everybody. I was like, this is what happened with me. This is like... A, it was... How did you start? It was guess who has oh, two thumbs. Two thumbs and uh, guess who has... Uh, two thumbs and no cancer or something like that? I forget. Yeah. This guy. It's, yeah. Uh, I think it's the cancer anymore. Anyway, yeah. yeah, so, like, I went public with it, told everybody. And the main reason why we didn't tell a lot of people is because, like, my uh, my niece, mm. her mother died of cancer two years ago. I didn't want to, her to find out and start worrying about it because she's, you know, teen, like a young teen. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, not things she needs to worry about. You know, that, I don't want her to have to process that. Her favorite uncle, on the record, she has said it. Uh, <laughs> as, as if you weren't, I would feel you would have to feel pretty bad about that. Because like you're a young, cool uncle. You're a funkle. I am the funkle. So I, if you weren't the favorite, step up your fucking game, well, Steve. <laughs> I did take her to the Rick and Morty studios here in Vancouver. Oh, you have to be very intelligent to understand Rick and Morty. Yeah, like it, it shows. Like she is very she's, high IQ. She's a brilliant child. You can tell. But, like, all of her uncles in Saskatchewan. You know, oh, really okay, yeah, I see why you're the favorite now. Set the bar high. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, I didn't want people to worry about it who uh, I couldn't really give them any definite answers. Mm-hmm. And so then we went public with that, and so for three months uh, I was living with kind of like the Damocles sword above my head where it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Although that's actually the wrong uh, reference to make because that's about, like, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't have said Damocles' sword. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> heavy is the nard that has the cancer. There it is. <laughs> and it was significantly heavier. Yeah. Like oh, that that can't <laughs> that nard swung low. If you got a heavy low. ball, there's a guy you gotta call. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <a> doctor. <laughs> <laughs> call him up. <laughs> so, so I got back to work. Um, like after I got the all clear. Uh, I took another week off because I had like, you know... Just why not? I you had, had cancer. <laughs> Take the time. Get my head straight. I had a ton of time with, yeah. uh, with like, you know, your sickly. I think I had like 70 days of full mm-hmm. coverage. And then after that, it goes to like 50. So, mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't want to take um, the whole 70 because I didn't know if it resets if I needed to like get chemo or mm-hmm. if it would just be mm-hmm. like dipping into the same leave kind of thing. So I went back to work. And during this time, like still on keto, still doing keto. Uh, so looking pretty shredded. I've been outside a lot in the last month reading books. Right. So. You look great. Yeah, I look great. Got a tan, lost weight, get back to work. People are like, hey, you've been on vacation? What's going on? How you been? Looking good. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had some cancer. They're like, ah, really? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just a little bit, a little bit of cancer. Secret of cancer. Yeah, I had cancer. I cancer Steve, right here. What's going on? So then, uh, you really threw people off. So people didn't really know how to treat me. <laughs> they didn't know how to treat me because uh, I look fine. And then, um, yeah, I was, did the keto thing for another three months just in case anything happened. And then I got, like, the all clear, all clear the second time. Yay. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, congrats. Took yeah. a chance, came through. Yeah, so, you know, don't uh, don't eat chemo. I do need to check in every three months for, like, the next five years. Mm-hmm. Um, my chances of getting, of needing chemo is reduced significantly. Great. So, uh, yeah, so that's where I am now. Like, it's nice. like I'm, you know, in the survivor column. Uh, we're still watching it. But yeah, this was like the, it was a really bad six months. It was no fun at all. Mm-hmm. But now because that happened, it makes exaggerating about anything great. Like if I spill my coffee, I can say something like, this is the worst thing to happen to me in seven months. <laughs> and people are like, really? Like, yeah, the worst, the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. A lot of fun. But yeah. So now like I've been on a, a uh, I was taking a break from comedy at the time. I actually, <laughs> I did the, my, I did a comedy show the day before 
like was told I had cancer. Like, <laughs> I actually did the sonogram the day, like the afternoon, and then had a comedy show the evening. And so, like, I haven't done stand up since then. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, was that the um, was that the Cinco de Mayo show or? No, no, it was the uh, Rise of the Comic Show. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so like you can see that if you watch that, which might color your the way you're uh, perceiving it, I'm able to compartmentalize so well. Mm. I'm I'm doing that set with a very swollen and cancerous testicle, <laughs> delivering some B plus material. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I did stand up in, uh, in a t shirt. If you look, if you go back, oh, the really? first, yeah. Yeah, I come to think of it, I don't often see your arms. Yeah, usually, uh, it's usually in uh, button-ups, cardigans, yep. hoodies, yep. first time in t-shirt. Don't Momentous. Do it, won't do it in shorts. Never nobody, do it in shorts. Nobody does it in shorts. It's first rule. <laughs> I honestly love it when people do stand-up in shorts, because people get so mad about it, and I'm like, fucking cry about it. Who cares? You saw their legs. No one needs to see your knees. Whoopty freaking do. I think it'd be, well, I can't do, I can't do stand-up in shorts for a few reasons. One, it's against the law. Uh, the rules are clear the laws of comedy and two is like I got a ton of tattoos yeah and we'll just look at them yeah it'd be very distracting and it sort of takes away from like my uh, my cute dad like (laughs) like atmosphere about me I'm his new dad what's what's with the skull tattoo on your thigh I wear very short shorts (laughs) super short shorts (laughs) little booty little booty shorts (laughs) looks good I mean they're mighty fine legs so oh you know I try yeah. You know, keto, clean living. Clean living. <laughs> are you still, you're not super keto because you ate one of those tarts that I made downstairs. Oh, yeah. Like they had beans in them. When I, yeah. got the, uh, when I got the all clear, like the first thing we did was order a large pizza. Nice. Nice. Because like, we were doing these weird like cheese-based crust pizza things and like, they, you know, you can... Cauliflower crusts and things. <laughs> cauliflower just needs to be cauliflower, you know? Yeah. It's like, they're trying to make cauliflower everything else. Yeah. And it's like, whenever you use cauliflower as a substitute, you're like, whoa, you know, it's almost as good you know like no no just cook cauliflower's cauliflower like do we have too much cauliflower in the world is big cauliflower pushing all these riced cauliflower's recipes on us <laughs> i don't like cauliflower i've been eating a lot of cauliflower i love cauliflower cauliflower it has no meaning anymore I, I don't want a vegetable that looks like it has albinism yeah it looks like it grew in a it cave looks, next to blind fish it looks and smells and is as welcome as a fart <laughs> it just looks like a fart. Yeah. It looks like a cartoon fart, and it smells Poo. like it. Cauliflower looks like broccoli saw a ghost. That isn't that on uh, Parks and Recreation. It's like, oh, look at this little tree. I wonder if you can eat it. Oh no, this one died. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so like, I missed carbs so much, and now I'm just uh, now I'm in this weird place where like, technically, I could be able to exercise again. I haven't been. It's just hard to really get you back in the swing of it. Mm-hmm. I got a kid. You know, I get up, I try to do dishes and chores and such. And uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm softening currently. I'm, I really, physically? Physically. You're working, uh, on, working on that dad bod. Yeah, it's, uh, I was doing a great job of not getting it for a while. And I have this shirt that says dad bod that was ironic. It is no longer ironic. <laughs> it's still pretty ironic. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm still looking pretty good there, Steve. Oh, well, yeah, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I don't clean live, so I don't know what that's like. Yeah. I will never live cleanly. I'm going to live dirty for my whole life. Yeah, basically. Always be riding dirty. Living dirty, riding dirty. <laughs> Living dirty, riding dirty, having a good time. I was trying to make a chameleon reference the other day, but then I realized it was like seven years too late. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> knows what chameleon is now, Cathousandaire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someday. <laughs> Living on RSPs. <laughs> K- K- cashing in his 401k. <laughs> Can't even afford a house in Vancouver. <laughs> you couldn't even if you were a chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's like, so that was, that was like the, the cancer year. Like that's been the, the year of cancer. Like, yeah, it puts everything, everything's on hold and like everything gets uh, stopped. And then like, uh, we were looking at moving to New West at the time that we had to like put that in the back burner. And then you get back into it. You're sort of coming back into your life. Like the last, uh, after I didn't need keep, told I didn't need chemo. Like that's when it's like, all right, now we're, we're back. Now we can move forward. Move mm-hmm. forward. And they're just, everything that annoyed you, you forget about. Like minor grievances, don't even care about for six months. And then they come back and it's like, you know what? I still hate them. They're the worst. You still hate that nurse Worse. guy. Cause yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's still awful. He took up a big part of this nerd. <laughs> certain, certain neighbors don't like them. Was like I was putting up with them, but now I'm like, you know what? You're back on the list. 
the shit list. Now I don't have to worry about this major monumental thing. Now I can just go back to being petty again. Oh, it's yes. great. And also, everyone has to be nice to me because it's like, hey. I had cancer. I had cancer? Uh, and I really don't appreciate this right yeah. now. Like, Oh, man. I, I was... came out here to have a good time. I had cancer. Uh, and I'm feeling so attacked right now. By the way, had cancer. It's like, I'm a t- I have a 14-month-old daughter, and I had cancer. Like, I actually used that in a meeting at work. <laughs> Did, talk- were you trying to get out of the meeting? I was trying to. So, like, they are talking about, like, uh, we just move shifts with everything because, uh, you know, I work in uh, TV news. Mm-hmm. And although this is, these are very honest and valid points, and I mean them sincerely, but to put them so bluntly in a meeting, like, it's just really funny because all my friends, my coworkers are like, they don't have a card to play like that. Because <laughs> they were talking about, like, shifts, and people were like, oh, I don't want to work late. If I have to work late, it's going to be awful. I'm going to be out at, like, 11. And I'm like, well, I'm not working past 6. I do not work past 6. That's on my rider. Holy <laughs> brown M&M's. Don't work past I six. went to that walk-in clinic and I got another note that says I'm not allowed to walk past <laughs> six o'clock. You can get those. It's like, it's right here. But so I was meeting some like bosses from Toronto and I was like, they're like, so you know what, uh, how do you see things uh, happening when we start the new shows? And I was like, well, you know, you know, I'm fine doing whatever as long as I don't work past six. Uh, here's my story. And then they're like, ah. Okay, <laughs> this man yeah, does yeah. not work past six. Like, oh yeah, we can accommodate that. Don't you worry. So Let's give the man some free money. He's like, please have a raise. I'm like, Yes, please. And thank you. Gracias. As we say in my country, yes, I will take the money. <laughs> Your country was being... Being, Can- being Canada. Being where you were born. Where I was born. Yes. Born in Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, man. So, like, uh, because I, you know, I work for the National Broadcaster, and this is all public stuff, so I'm not, like, you know, spilling any beans, but I was in a, I was in a GIF for uh, ShakeOut BC. Okay. You yeah. know, like, they yeah. was like, oh, get ready for an earthquake drill, so everybody has to drop under their desks. Which nobody actually I had to does. do that. We went under our desks. We'd they, never do it. I was, I was in the BC legislature in Victoria during the big shakeout, and I got under the best desk ever. It was extremely solid. It's like if a $15,000 desk. If it was probably. a real earthquake, I would have been totally fine, because it was, like, solid as It was fun. made out of one piece of Douglas fir. Yeah. One single tree made that entire row of Paul discs. Bunyan made it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's an American here, but he came up here just to make the legislature furniture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Italian chef hands. <laughs> chef uh, kissy fingers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a delicious. Chef kissy fingers, the finest chef <laughs> there was. He studied under Chef Boyardee. <laughs> I thought his last name was Yardy. <laughs> boy, Like Yardy. Chef Boy, Yardy. Like, that's what I thought was divided. Um, Lil Yardy, that's a new rapper. So we were in... So we were in, I was, they set up a camera in the newsroom and then like the, we did the drill and everybody, it was like right next to my desk. I'm right front and center. So everyone is dropping. I'm under my desk. Everyone else drops under their desk. Everybody gets up. I get up last because I was actually trying to play. Uh, I didn't know how long we were going to be under there. And I just started my Game Boy. I was like, all right, I'm going to play some Mario Kart. <laughs> but then it was like only 30 seconds. So then I had to pop back up. So we put it online and someone said like, looks like only immigrants in this photo. <gasps> Racist CBC? Question mark. Wow. And then I'm like, first complimented. I'm like, oh yeah, I look like an immigrant. <laughs> I'm only half immigrant. The other half is refugee. <laughs> and then I was like, well, you know, the facial hair does make me look like I didn't grow the facial hair to look more Hispanic. That's just a bonus. Yeah, it just happens to make yeah. you look way more Hispanic. <laughs> like, without. Which doesn't a... that just mean Spanish speaking? It does. Yeah. It's not a race, it's a culture. Yeah. As my mother says. But in a way it, it is. It does make you look more cultured. <laughs> it makes me look cultured, like a bacteria. Sure, yeah, like a good, make you poop yogurt. Like I live in a Petri dish. Yeah. I look like Jamie Lee Curtis's yogurt. Yes, exactly. And I've always thought that about you. You know, I try. It's clean living. Clean <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> that felt like a done. Yeah. Clean We're living. really glad that you're doing well. It's well, probably because yeah. of all that clean living. Yeah. You know, I'm trying. Like, uh, it's... It's been an experience. I'm happy to be on the other side of things, and like, uh, it's it's been, it's been something. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, go to the doctor. Something feels wrong. Just do it. Especially fellas. Like uh, I know it's it's embarrassing, because like the people who have seen my junk in the last six months, has like, maybe quadrupled. The amount of people who have seen who have seen my junk. Yeah. Yeah. And like I didn't expect this many men to have seen my wiener in my life. <laughs> like that's fine. <laughs> They're all professionals, except I, that one guy, I don't he know never, about him. He never got to see your wiener, though. No, well, he's, yeah, he did. <laughs> but, and he didn't ask. Uh, <laughs> just walking, he just wanted to see it. He was just walking by. Just, just to satisfy my curiosity. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, oh, wait, you're not a doctor? Um, 
This is a guy. Just some, he's, just he's some valet. He's, <laughs> he's a valet at Nordstrom. Um, yeah, so like it, it, it can, it's, yeah, sure, it's awkward, it's embarrassing, but so is life. And if yeah. you want to keep living, like you just got to do these things. So People have to go inside of our bodies to check that we don't have cancer. So like go get your balls felt. Fuck sakes. It's like the least intrusive thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when you finally get that, uh, that you get your butt checked, you can do stand-up comedy about it forever. <laughs> oh, you mean when I get my butt checked or the next time I get my butt checked? Because that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do that episode, too. <laughs> okay, thanks for coming, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yay. We'll see you guys. We were going to do something maybe kind of spooky because this is coming out on Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Wait, Ooh. isn't it coming out on Tuesday? Hello Tuesday. Oh yeah, that's not for another week. Ooh, we're Never spooky mind. early. Early spooky. Okay, great. Maybe we'll do something spooky. Who cares? Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>